The only thing that I dream of is for you to be dreaming of me. And the only thing that I long for is for you to long obsessively. Doesn't everybody want to be outdoors sometimes? That's all we're looking for, even though I know there's so much more to love. You're listening to The One, and I'm Robin Wilson. The One is a podcast that showcases everyday people and the love stories that make them unique. My guests today on The One are Becky and Kyle, who fell in love thanks in part to a copy of The Blade Runner and a nice pair of jeans. So why don't we start with you, Becky? Tell me three things that you love about Kyle. Only three. I like that he's very driven. Um, Kyle knows exactly what he wants to do, and he does it, um, regardless of what I say. But I actually appreciate that a lot about him. Um, He's incredibly thoughtful. He thinks of things I wouldn't even think of that I need. And so that's also very nice, especially when when I need those things. And... He looks great in a great pair of jeans. So that's always good. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, same question to you. She thinks through things she's going to say, whether she believes that she does or not, uh, <laughs> is, uh, is something different. Uh, she's always considers maybe not every aspect or angle of, of a situation, but she, uh, she doesn't dive in with generic ideas or thoughts or off the cuff remarks. She lets me be me most of the time. I, I can be trying sometimes for her, but she takes a step back and lets me be kind of who I am, and I realize that, and sometimes I'll step back and really think if I should be doing what I'm doing or being who I'm being, but I think the last thing would be she wears dresses all the time. <laughs> no, it's true. Like she, uh, anyone can put on a shirt and a pair of jeans, but having a wardrobe primarily just dresses, it's kind of, it's old-fashioned but modern at the same time. <laughs> So how did all this start? How did you guys meet? Um, we met on eHarmony. So we're part of the internet revolution. Nice. I posted a picture of myself holding the book Blade Runner and a pint of beer. And Kyle figured that I was probably worth reaching out to. You thought it was because you posted the most recent one you had posted on your profile on eHarmony was a selfie that says, sometimes I look like a flight attendant when I am dressed up for my, for my conferences. It was not that specifically. That's so. true. Kyle's a pilot. And so was that what caught your eye in Becky's profile? Yeah, someone who can just sit on a patio or a deck or wherever you were and shows that she's easygoing and can just go have a pint, but also enjoys reading and reading non-standard books, if you will. Although Blade Runner is a classic. I was like, I think Blade Runner had something to do with it in particular, which is funny because I bought it that day for 50 cents and never watched the movie. But did you read the book? I did, and I watched the movie since, actually. And I had never read the book, but I watched the movie, so... (laughs) We basically were out there waiting for each other you to fill the other. Blade Runner void. <laughs> and so, Kyle, after seeing the profile, did she live up to what you imagined her to be? Yeah, yeah, she has. I'm just trying to think back to what uh, what I imagined. Did you look at her and go, oh, yeah. yeah. Right off the bat, yeah, like when we went to uh, our first date at Sugar Bowl. Well, you were at a, a friend's place and kind of ditched, ditched out for a little bit uh, at her friend's party and then come meet me and have a pint and just chat about whatever. And was ditching that party a good idea? I guess so. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I wonder, but um, no, of course it was. 
And so what was your first impression of Kyle when you walked into the Sugar Bowl? Was he there first? He was there first. Um, he was wearing the same shirt that he was wearing in one of his profile pictures. So I thought that was actually kind of funny. His blue sweater, which I've seen many times since. Kyle is very uh, straightforward in how he speaks and he says things with intention. And I remember thinking that when we left and he was also very gentlemanly. Yeah, I mean, it matched. I, I don't remember all the things that his profile said now. I mean, mm-hmm. but I remember thinking that he was very nice and, and that it was a good first date, obviously. <laughs> so. And so when you left the date, what did you tell your friends about him after? Oh, man. Probably something along those lines that like he seemed like a really good guy. And, and also, I remember when we left the date, he walked me to my car, which was not always the norm. And he also said, I would like to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think anyone else had done that. And so I was like, okay, I too would like to see you. And so it was kind of refreshing because it was, I didn't, I knew where we were ending and I knew there would be more. So I was excited. He's nice. He's a ginger. Things are good. True. So <laughs> so no kiss on the first date? No. No. <laughs> when did that occur? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Five dates in, I think. Wow. Isn't it? No, it was date three. No. Four. It was longer than that. Kyle kept trying to kiss me and I kept not letting him kiss me. And also that was, yeah, that was, was, that, was date, for, that was date three. So I think date four was what it Maybe. I was like waiting for him to kiss me, but the sign, like we were not reading each other's signs very well. And uh, so obviously I was giving the no kiss sign and <laughs> yet being pissed off that he wasn't kissing me. And so what I learned from that is I need to be more, I need to be better. <laughs> At giving the signal. At giving the signal. <laughs> and so sort of streamlining from that, when did the relationship move from PG-13 into a solid R rating territory? Do you remember? About a month. We, because with my schedule at the time, I was working two jobs. The one I'm in now, flying up north. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, plus, like after our first date, I had to leave for Fort Mac at 4 a.m. the following morning uh, to go up there to, to work my other job for one of the other airlines. So that, uh, I kind of took a backseat. So we were basically doing a date a week until probably date five, six-ish, yeah. something like that. Okay, so let me do the math here. You waited until date five to kiss, and it was about a week per date. No, well, so. <laughs> the after, no up until... From uh, that kiss, it progressed really until, quickly. Up until date five, it was about once a week. Okay. And then we were, do, we were seeing, seeing each other more, probably more every on the other regular, night. As you yeah. would say. Right. And so the time frame, Maybe. was it simply because you were gone? Would you have liked it to have been sooner? I'll defer to you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would have expected to wait longer, actually. Really? Yeah. Totally, yeah, but uh, that wasn't really possible. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> so what do you think, Becky, is the sexiest, aside from how he looks in jeans, <laughs> the sexiest thing about Kyle? Oh, man, I don't... His eyes, I guess. Kyle has great smile lines, <laughs> whether he knows that or not. Yeah, I mean, that, and, and obviously just, I mean, I don't know. He's a great kisser, so... That helps. It does help. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle, how do you let Becky know when it's time for some grown-up playtime? Like, what's your signal? <laughs> what's my signal? Oh, jeez. <laughs> to, to, be, to be fully honest, I don't need to give a signal. <laughs> Just a look? 
That's all it takes? No, it's usually the signal is being brought to uh-huh. me. <laughs> I want to respond on the signal. Not all the time, but I would say that's the majority of the time. So Becky's the instigator. Well, I am i don't have a lot of time, Robin, and so I really like to use it efficiently. <laughs> you guys are just setting me up perfectly because my next question is, I know how busy you are, Becky, with all of your various projects and volunteer work and job. And with Kyle being a pilot, you're away mm-hmm. for so long. So my question was going to be, how do you guys stay connected when you're together? We have a couple of things that we do. We talk all the time, actually. We're, I'm an over-communicator at heart anyways. Um, so I don't have an ability to sit by myself and not talk to anyone else. So it's nice that Kyle responds to me. But we talk on, like we have Google Hangouts on our phones. And so we pretty much talk on there all the time, no matter where we are. Mm-hmm. And so when he's away, we connect whenever we can. And so Kyle, because he's flying up north, that's not always possible throughout the day. But wherever he lands, he always tells me where he is. And so that's actually kind of nice. I kind of know where he's at during the day. Well, I know when we're here, like even when you're just at work, we're still chatting throughout the day. We're not really turned off communications. It's not a, okay, I'll see you tonight. And then I'm on my own for the whole day. Yeah. Um, A lot of times I'll go for lunch with her when she can during the daytime. We'll, uh... We make sure that we plan time too. When Kyle's home, like I I am, I I have a really bad habit of overbooking myself. And so, but I also work really hard to make sure that I, it sounds horrible, but that I book Kyle in. And so that it's not just at the end of the night that we see each other or whatever, but that we like, I try to make sure that when he's home for a week, say that one of those nights, there's nothing else happening or one of those days, if you know, the weekends are busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we work to prioritize that mm-hmm. and we always make sure that we sit, it's really rare that we don't speak to each other every day, even if it's just at the end of the night or whatever, if Kyle's up north and I'm here or if I'm traveling for work and he's here or wherever he is, we work really hard to make time to even just have 15 minutes on the phone. And so I find that that really helps. Like it's just that mm-hmm. touch point. And so when you do have that time together, what's your favorite thing to do together? Bike ride. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no hesitation. Yeah, no, we love biking. Yeah, it gets us out, gets us active. You enjoy it immensely. Yeah, we go for long walks too. Actually, that's something yeah. else we do. If, if we can't, if we don't want to, or we can't bike. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll go for. It. I mean, we're really lucky in where we live, right? So we live in Central Edmonton, and we're so close to the promenade and the River Valley, and so um, we spend a lot of time in it when we can. And in the winter, we go skating and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So we try to go out mm-hmm. and do something active when mm-hmm. we can. So that's our favorite. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not always possible, but it's what we try to do. So. Mm-hmm. Kyle, is there anything that Becky does that drives you absolutely crazy? Leaves the cupboard doors open in the kitchen. I mean, it's a small, silly thing, but I know it's, uh, I, I grew up in a household where it was, you open the door, you close the door. And that seems something pretty easy to resolve. It is, yeah. Well, that's good. And so obviously no relationship's perfect. What do you do to work through problems? Talk it through. Yeah, we're, we're big talkers goes back to the over-communication. Yeah, it totally goes back to over-communication. I probably tell Kyle more than he wants to know. But yeah, we we have a tendency to kind of like have an explosion and have our fight and then go away and think about it and then come back and be able to kind of talk it through. And so most of the time that gets us to a point where at least we understand where the other person's coming from. We still might not agree with it. At least we know. And so then you can understand, right? Then right. And make allowances for that, I guess. Allowances is probably the wrong word, but at the same time, it's 
you know, if someone feels strongly about something, then if you know that going, <laughs> going into a situation, then you can handle how you approach something in a way that takes that into consideration. Right. Yes. So we work hard on that. Mm-hmm. It works. Mm-hmm. I'd say 95% of the time. <laughs> and then some things we just disagree on and we know that we disagree on it. We're both very opinionated people. Which is surprising for anyone who knows either of us, I'm sure. But And some of our opinions don't match at all. And so we just know that. There are certain things we maybe don't talk about because we know it's going to get both of us hot-headed. It has nothing right. to do with our relationship. It's not going to have any impact on how happy we actually are as a couple. It's just going to make us mad at each other for something that we can't actually have any outcome or there's no fix so right we're better at agreeing to disagree on certain issues now than we maybe used to be so it sounds like even though you don't agree on some things you still accept that the other person mm-hmm. oh for sure you know, is. i think it's a lot of understanding where the other person mm-hmm. is is and then you move on yeah and knowing where they're coming from right mm-hmm. i think like everything that everybody has baggage it's you know, you're like 20 and you're so fresh and everything's so lovely and amazing. And then you get to be in your 30s and all of a sudden like people have done you wrong in weird places and you've done others wrong and everybody's got crap. Everybody has crap. And, yeah. and that feeds into anything that you are approaching in your life. And, and it definitely feeds into your relationships. And so knowing that that what's behind that or like why, why you react to a certain situation in, in what would be unexpected to anyone who didn't know why... I think we, I think, re- yeah, I think we recognize that. Yeah, that, we have that was actually an unexpected reaction, and then the other person will go, "Oh, I know, this is the reason why right. you yeah. reacted in that way." Yeah, and also like for that person to actually recognize like who you're reacting at, and maybe it's not the person in front of you, and mm-hmm. maybe you should uh, chill out, mm-hmm. take a step back for a second. And so, I think we're actually pretty, we're pretty good at that. Like we recognize our own crap and try to work around it anyways and, and try not to take it out on the other person. That's not yeah, fair. Which is important. Yeah. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned, Kyle, that your first date was nearly three years ago. So where are you guys at now in your relationship? Well, pop the big question on, uh, it was a November 26th of last year. So we're taking the, uh, taking the long route approach to, to getting married. <laughs> so you proposed in November. Yes. Tell me about that. I had the ring purchased by... I want to say it was mid-September, late September. Wow, you had on school for a long time. Yeah, I didn't. Well, it was it was a custom he hit order it from me, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you do? What else do you do? So anyway, it was in a non-conspicuous box. I knew we were going to San Francisco the end of November, and I brought the ring along. I had planned to do it on day one because we got there quite early in the morning, and uh, Rebecca's friend was supposed to meet us that afternoon. And uh, she was unable to meet us. Day two came and she was able to be there. The reason I wanted the, the friend there was just someone to have pictures. Take, That's uh, Take pictures of the, uh, of the moment. I would have done it had she had not. Had she said, oh, I can't make it out. I would have done it anyway. And we would have, would have made it work from there. But figured Golden Gate Bridge. I had picked out a spot I wanted to get to, but walking was not feasible to get to there. <laughs> and I couldn't justify a reason to go out to this random point beside the Golden Gate Bridge without some <laughs> form of reasoning to drag these two ladies out there. So we, uh, we walked as far as we could down the, down the public beach access. 
made sure that I had the Golden Gate Bridge in the background. I awkwardly had it in the pocket of my, <laughs> my jacket the whole day. And at one point in the day, she said, I think I acquired, it was acquired, oh, what's this in your pocket? And I came back, it was my cell phone charger because that was my excuse I offered there. to put it in my purse. Yeah. I <laughs> said, no, I'll, I'll just go back to wearing it. So no, I had turned and got down on one knee and gave her the ring. So. And what was the reason that you used to get to that part of the beach? Rebecca likes to take a lot of photographs. She's pretty good at it. So I used that to convince her that, you know, it would be a better photography event to, to get us down <laughs> closer to the bridge. Um, in reality, we were walking and we did. We took some great shots before that. And then Kyle just kind of kept being like, well, let's just, uh, let's just keep walking for, just keep going for a bit. And, and both Aaron and I would be like, oh, okay, well, Okay, we can. It was a nice I beach. guess we can. It keep, was a nice we'll beach. just keep going, I guess. And yeah, he wouldn't. It's funny. It was, it was. It didn't make any sense, but it was okay. It made sense later. <laughs> and it was wonderful. Of course, it was wonderful. Yeah, no, it was great. It was great for, I mean, multiple reasons. A, I had been waiting for quite some time for that moment to happen. <laughs> I had made up my mind long ago. And B, I mean, it, Obviously, it was beautiful. San Francisco was somewhere we had talked about going mm-hmm. right when we started dating, mm-hmm. like within the first five months or something. Oh, yeah. We had tried to plan a trip to San Francisco and it That's fell through. Right. We did, yeah. And so we ended up going to Victoria, which was actually probably legitimately one of the best weekends we've had in mm-hmm. our relationship. Like that was mm-hmm. a great weekend, but we were supposed to go to San Francisco. And so for the next year and a half, we had been trying to figure out when we would actually get there. And so it was special that it was there. Because that was part of that, and and it was a great day, and it was very cool. Like I mean, the friend that we were with is mm-hmm. is one of my oldest friends from high school, and so it was cool to have her there, and great to have photos. I mean, we have great photos. Yes. So we do. I mean, Kyle's brainchild of having pictures of it turned out better than I I would have even imagined. Like we have we have great shots of our proposal, and so that's mm-hmm. something super special. A lot it of people really don't is. get that. So. I've seen the pictures. They are they're beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they're they're one of my favorite things. Do you guys have any nicknames for each other? Uh, not really. We have a nightly routine where we say goodnight to each other and we always say goodnight handsome and goodnight beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. They're not really nicknames. We don't use them otherwise. No, you'll, you'll so. occasionally say like hun or to me it's not Becky or Becca, it's Rebecca. Yeah, I've that's true. Kyle uses my full name. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. It was on your, it was on your eHarmony profile as Rebecca, so that's... I like it actually. It Not very many people use it, except when he's angry with me, and then I feel like <laughs> you're being scolded. Yeah, totally. I don't use your. <laughs> At least he doesn't though. see me. Yeah. yeah, it could be worse. Okay, so if your relationship were in the Guinness Book of World Records, what record would it hold? Oh man, <laughs> that's a hard question. <laughs> I was going to say most kisses. <laughs> we do kiss a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of sickening. Sorry. <laughs> okay, here's another tricky one. If your relationship were in a high school yearbook, what would it be voted most likely to? Well, I mean, obviously succeed. Um, we have to say that. Uh, most likely to travel? Yeah, for sure. That's for a good sure. one. Most likely to see the world. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that ahead of us yeah, for that's, sure. Okay, yeah. that's, so Kyle, what was it about Becky that made it clear to you that she was the one? I'll stop looking at you. So <laughs> I think I may have answered it in the original question. Um, the ability for her to let me be me. Now the fact that she doesn't, I mean, she changes certain aspects of me, which, you know, she's maybe a better dresser. 
for sure. Um, but she doesn't say, oh, well, you shouldn't do that because, or I want to, you know, you, sh- you should change how you do this because. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times she's like, well, that's what you, that's what you think and that's what you want to do. Go for it. That's great. All right. And Becky, when did you know that Kyle was the one? Uh, it was a lot of different things. I mean, but um, uh, I went through a period in my life where a lot of things went wrong, <laughs> one after another, and he was the best. Um, we had to travel to Calgary a lot, and he just came every time. So he's always there for you. Yeah, and he didn't need to be. Like, I think that that was it. Like, he... Um, there's a, a there's been lots of times where you know you're you're in a situation and and someone can say oh you know what I'm busy or I'm I don't know time for that and, and he just never did he just got in the car and sat in various random hotel rooms with me and <laughs> watched me knit in hospitals and and uh, didn't didn't complain or make it about him at all and so. Anyways, it just showed character. Like, it showed... Uh, sorry. Um, there's no way to talk about that without getting emotional, but... Um, it just showed character. It showed that he was there no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's powerful. And unfortunately, nothing has gone wrong in his life in the same magnitude. And so I haven't been able fortunately. to... Repay, well, fortunately. Fortunately. <laughs> but I haven't been able to repay that. And, 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 and I, I know you would. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't doubt that for a second. I'm sure you repay it in other ways every day. Um, monetarily. Here's <laughs> <laughs> oh, your $5 a day. <laughs> no, it just, you know, it, it, it said a lot about who he is, and it said a lot about where he was at with me, and it said a lot. And it was early on. It wasn't, mm-hmm. uh, wasn't far in, and, and he didn't have to be there. And it would have been fine if he wasn't on a lot of levels. And, and he was, the whole... The whole damn way. And so, and now we're okay. Things are fine. But it just, I don't know. Yeah, I think I knew even before that, but it like just solidified all mm-hmm. the things that I thought about who I was with. And, mm-hmm. um, in an unfortunate way in some mm-hmm. ways, but also, thank God. <laughs> Definitely. So. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for sharing your love story with me. It's been wonderful getting to talk to you about it. Thanks for listening to this episode of The One. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe in iTunes because there are many more love stories to be told. And if you'd like to share your love story with me, please email me at lovestorypodcast at gmail.com. The music for The One is I Love You Oddly by Rebecca Angel off the album Back Pocket Tunes. You can hear more from Rebecca at reverbnation.com backslash Rebecca Angel. Until next time, here's a quote from Oprah Winfrey. A lot of people want to ride with you in the limo, but what you want is someone who will take the bus with you when the limo breaks down. And if there's one